Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Welcome, dear listeners. Our guest today is still the renowned Dr. Benjamin Smith, our favorite scientific journal editor. Let's give a warm welcome to this distinguished guest. Dr. Smith, could you please greet our audience? It's a pleasure to be here again, dear listeners. Thank you for the invitation, Connie. As we discussed in our previous episode, strategies for heart regeneration through cell therapy have been proposed, with a focus on elusive cardiac stem cells. These cells have shown the ability to effectively repair damaged myocardial tissue when injected into ischemic rats. Moreover, stem cell populations for heart regeneration can be transplanted into individuals of different sexes. Additionally, various cytokines play a role in cell therapy for cardiac regeneration. Besides cardiac stem cells, pluripotent stem cells have garnered significant attention for heart regeneration. These cells have the potential to differentiate into cells from any of the three germ layers. Dr. Smith will share several relevant experimental findings with us today. Pluripotent stem cells have attracted considerable interest in this context. So, can you tell us about the initial pluripotent stem cells considered for heart regeneration? Certainly. In this context, embryonic stem cells exhibit the greatest potential to differentiate into cardiomyocytes and replace damaged cardiac muscle. Human embryonic stem cell-derived cardiomyocytes have demonstrated spontaneous contraction in vitro and have exhibited the generation of action potentials representing multiple cardiac phenotypes. Moreover, these cardiomyocytes express specific cardiac proteins and display organized myofibrillar structures. In vivo, embryonic stem cell-derived cardiomyocytes have functioned as pacemakers in atrioventricular blocked heart models. In an acute cardiac injury model, human embryonic stem cell-derived cardiomyocytes form gap junctions, behaving as a syncytium. It certainly sounds promising. However, the use of human embryonic stem cells may still face limitations due to their inherent immunogenicity, particularly when non-autologous cells are employed. Are there strategies to address this issue? Many studies have aimed to reduce immunogenicity following the transplantation of host cells and have achieved promising outcomes. For instance, luteinizing hormone-releasing hormone analogs can reversibly reactivate thymic function, and when combined with mixed chimeras, they have shown immune tolerance after embryonic stem cell transplantation. This provides crucial proof of principle that embryonic stem cell-based therapies are feasible in heterologous transplantation experiments. However, it's worth noting that ethical and political considerations often outweigh the advantages of using embryonic stem cells, constituting significant barriers to their clinical application. You're absolutely right. Are there any strategies to circumvent the use of human embryos in this context? Indeed, several strategies involve generating pluripotent stem cells from adult cells. Induced pluripotent stem cell-like cells can be produced by retroviral-mediated overexpression of just four proteins, including MYC, in both mouse embryonic and adult fibroblasts. 
These inducible cells can differentiate into derivatives of the three germ layers and are ideal candidates for autologous transplantation. This approach theoretically addresses the issues of rejection and the need for immunosuppressive therapy associated with non-autologous cells. That does sound promising. Can induced pluripotent stem cells be widely applied? While promising, both induced pluripotent stem cells and embryonic stem cells have the potential to form teratomas as long as undifferentiated derivatives are present among the injected cells. This carcinogenic nature limits their therapeutic applications and presents a significant challenge. Effective differentiation methods are needed to generate highly purified cell populations for transplantation. Some methods are based on preselecting embryonic stem cells differentiated along the cardiac lineage, while others aim to maintain pluripotency in induced pluripotent stem cells without MYC encouraging results in tumor reduction have been obtained using such methods. However, merely reducing tumor incidence may not be sufficient to justify clinical trials. You are absolutely correct. More efforts are indeed required. The loss of cardiomyocyte versatility is the primary reason for the limited restorative capacity of the adult mammalian heart. In contrast, other vertebrate species, such as uridyl amphibians, exhibit a relatively robust proliferative capacity in their injured hearts. This stark contrast highlights emerging concepts of regeneration as an evolutionary variable. Could you provide us with further insights into this topic? Certainly. The remarkable regenerative abilities of uridyl amphibians, including the regeneration of limbs and lenses, extend to their capacity to efficiently repair injured myocardium. Unlike their mammalian counterparts, adult newt cardiomyocytes can readily proliferate following injury, contributing to the functional regeneration of the damaged heart. Newts demonstrate efficient heart repair in response to cardiac damage. Without the formation of dysfunctional scar tissue typically seen in post-infarct mammalian myocardium. In summary, cardiac tissue in other vertebrates has the ability to undergo extensive repair, leading to the suggestion that regeneration might be a lost primordial attribute during mammalian evolution. We are aware that tissue stem cells are abundant during embryonic development, and mechanisms of regeneration are often seen as an extension of the genetic pathways employed during this developmental period. How does this concept relate to adult tissue repair? In various tetrapod species, there are similarities in the developmental pathways and final forms of limbs. However, the remarkable ability to regenerate limbs seen in amphibians is not shared by other tetrapods. The relative autonomy and timing of limb development in different vertebrate taxa may be linked to their regenerative potential. This association could offer insights into the role of stem cells in adult tissue repair. Recent studies on newt regeneration have uncovered a mechanism that couples the acute response to injury with the activation of stem cell pools. This mechanism involves thrombin, a key component of the clotting cascade that ensures hemostasis and triggers wound healing events. Transient thrombin activity has been linked to cell cycle reentry in multinucleate myotubes during uridyl limb regeneration. Therefore, the selective activation of thrombin protease action in response to injury connects the damage response to the initiation of regenerative growth. I see. 
I recall that several research teams have been working on the regeneration of the zebrafish heart. What valuable insights does this model organism offer? The zebrafish heart regeneration provides a heritable model for dissecting the molecular basis of cardiac repair. After surgical removal of the ventricular apex and rapid clotting at the amputation site, a blastema is formed. This blastema consists of progenitor cells expressing precardiac markers that differentiate and proliferate. Periventricular epicardial tissue induces developmental markers and expands rapidly, creating a new epithelial cover for the exposed myocardium. A subset of these epicardial cells undergoes an epithelial to mesenchymal transition, invading the wound and contributing to new vasculature for muscle regeneration. While injury-associated signals alone may not be sufficient to stimulate significant proliferation of existing adult zebrafish cardiac muscle, progenitor cells appear to play a role in generating cardiomyocytes with increased mitotic capacity. Thank you for the clarification. Would you like to provide a concluding remark on these two topics? Certainly. The concept of regenerative potential in the mammalian heart is rapidly evolving, and it holds great promise for enhancing cardiac repair through various approaches. The remarkable improvements seen in both animal and human myocardial repair with exogenous progenitor cells underscore their therapeutic potential. Moreover, the identification of resident cardiac progenitor cell populations is a significant advancement. However, there is still a need to address the shortage of endogenous stem cells to alleviate acute and chronic damage in mammalian cardiac tissue. Thank you for your valuable insights and the concise conclusion. It's been a pleasure discussing these topics with you. We'll conclude our conversation here, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Likewise.